0: With the gospel of today, we come to the third major section of Jesus's introduction to his disciples, the Sermon on the Plain. Last week, we read a portion that dealt with action towards others. Now, we seem to have something that's trying to reach a bit deeper than that, to the wellspring of action found deep within the human heart. Get the heart right, Jesus seems to be saying. Get your fundamental attitude right, and all else will follow. The opening commands, do not judge and do not condemn, are already bound up with this. They raise the issue of just how difficult it is for people to have the kind of understanding that would really allow them to make judgments of others. Jesus gives some illustrations that might seem exaggerated. Maybe even you might be tempted to laugh. A blind person leading another blind person. Attempting to remove the speck in a neighbor's eye when you have a log in your own. These are outrageous images designed to teach difficult lessons. It's so hard to know what is in our own heart. Difficult to recognize the plank that may be there. Challenging to discover what is inhibiting right vision and right judgment. Yet even with such an obstacle as a beam blocking our vision, we still act so confident, don't we? So confident that we can see the failings of others and set about rooting them out. If God, who really does see the heart, acts with incredible generosity, understanding, and compassion, then that should surely be the model for our human interaction. We should not act with judgment and condemnation. The call of God for us to get the heart right, this leads into a more general reflection a reflection on the continuity that must exist between the heart, that spot from where we draw our motivation, and the action that flows from our heart. The book of Sirach today prepares us well with a series of three brief images, and they show us how a person's quality can be told from their speech. The sieve, which separates the useful from the useless, the potter's furnace that makes firm both beauty and flaws, and the cultivating of the fruit tree and what is reaped in the harvest. This Old Testament reading goes from speech to the heart. Our actions and words reveal what is going on deep within. Jesus, on the other hand, in the gospel goes in the opposite direction Jesus takes us from the heart to words in his story of the tree and the fruit that it bears. And still, with both approaches, the point is clear. Get the heart right and all else falls into place. That clearly is our project for Lent. Get our hearts right so that our actions may follow. And through holy sacrificial efforts, our hearts are formed. Religion, and particularly judgment made in the name of religion, must proceed from the conversion of the heart. It must be truly humble and an accurate appraisal of oneself. It must always live in the truth. Otherwise, it will simply be dangerous and destructive. In St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, we receive a highly rhetorical and lively conclusion to his introduction of the resurrection. Paul has described death as the last enemy, the one outstanding force, not yet totally subject to the power of the risen Lord. And though death continues, Paul asserts that Christ has drawn its sting. Christ has overcome that which gave physical death the power to be eternal death. Christ has conquered sin. Believers may still die physically, but through the gift of the spirit, a fruit of the resurrection of Jesus, we can live righteous lives and the reward is the victory of heaven. Our faith is filled with encouragement St. Paul's long instruction about the resurrection ends on a strong note of encouragement. Keep on working. Keep at the Lord's work, knowing that in the Lord you cannot be laboring in vain. There are so many times where we seem to be getting nowhere, perhaps even tempted to give up. But the hope of resurrection keeps us going. Nothing is without value with Christ. Nothing is wasted, not even failure and seeming defeat. It's all a part of the great design in which the power of the risen Lord is at work in us. God is overcoming the forces of death and negativity to reclaim the universe for life and for humanity. Lent is upon us. We have three days to get our minds and our hearts ready for this journey. I encourage you to spend the next few days inviting Jesus to show you deep into the recesses of your heart, to those things he wants to convert, to the things that blind you from seeing the truth, to his plan to set you free.